Warning, all reviews and discussions contain spoilers. This is Captain Blake from The Fog. We just want to give you maze a warning. Sometimes in episodes of shocking things, you might hear a little salty language. Discretion is advised. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Shocking Things. Uh, we have a special guest. His name is Nayar from the classic sci-fi podcast, Star Pod Log. How you doing, Nayar? Happy to be on the show. Yeah, and now you're not only the guest, you are also my brother. I still want to know what my, my parents are thinking naming you Nayar. Do you have any idea? Must have been, no, some, no. Must have been some mirror universe or something. <laughs> but one thing is true, though. We, we, you know, we grew up in the 70s and 80s. And pumping iron and bodybuilding, Lou Ferrigno, Arnold Schwarzenegger, it was a big deal uh, to kids. I mean, they, they were they were our real-life heroes. Yes, yes. So I, uh, this is what Nayar is going to be on the guest to talk about, is the documentary Pumping Iron. Uh, it was released January 17th, 1977 in New York. So this is the 45th anniversary. But this is uh, – it's great that you said that. Why? Because I asked you, what movie do you want to talk about? And you said Pumping Iron. I was like, oh, that's kind of an odd choice. And then you explained it. You explained it well because this pretty much started the careers, right, of Lou Ferrigno and Arnold Schwarzenegger. Absolutely. And and if you were a kid in the 70s and 80s, and this is when bodybuilding became mainstream because of this movie. Body, the, the whole culture of bodybuilding became mainstream. Uh, it's, it's the impact on the movie industry cannot be understated. If this movie did not come out, the average person would not know about this, this, this amazing art form is what it is. I don't know. You're absolutely right. Um, so now if you want to watch this, I'm listening. It's free on Tubi. It's on Pluto TV, YouTube. Amazon Prime and Voodoo, Voodoo. So easy to access this if you want to watch it. Uh, the movie posters, and they are. Did you like them? There's a black and white one of Arnold posing. Did you? Did that? Did that and, if you saw I mean, that, just, would you even know it's a movie? It just no, didn't even look like a movie poster. No, nah, it's just not one of the things. I don't think the movie that's really a great movie poster describing what's going on in the film. Yeah, and then there's another one that. We talked about this before. It's a little bit better. It's like yellow and white. Uh, it's more part. of an improvement. But uh, that's still still not really getting you motivated. Uh, at least it has like uh, a tagline that has some uh, information on it. But, uh, a quote from Arnold Schwarzenegger says, Did you ever have a dream about something you always wanted to do? Well, I did. I made mine come true. I discovered that the secret was inside my head. It was the power of my mind over my body. Everyone has this power. Again, so that, it's, that is not going to make me want to watch this movie. <laughs> this, this is like, like a, oh, oh, great. This is something I have to go to a psychiatrist for. I, I mean, I don't. It just doesn't. It doesn't add Tony up to Robbins, what this movie Tony is Robbins about. It's a Tony Robbins line. It just doesn't even make sense. <laughs> and you got to figure uh, at this. T- this movie is in 1977. They should have had the brothers Hydebrandt make a poster. They should have had a Boris Vallejo or Frank Frazetta make a poster. You, yes. I, I just don't understand the mentality of the promotion for this film. Yeah, the movie posters of the 70s are some of my favorites, because the, they're painted. 
most yes. of them. They're, they're beautiful. So yeah, very, very odd, the marketing. If they had a, a jacked up Arnold and Lou on there, you'd be all over this, right? Painted up. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. If they it. had you, did that, right? You, you got to figure that our, our I, I think that the first exposure to a bodybuilder was Lou Ferrigno when we were kids. Okay. Would you say that? Uh, yeah, I mean, we could tell I everyone mean, the story now how, uh, about uh, Lou Ferrigno when I was, what, three years old, how he influenced me? Go ahead. So um, we would watch uh, pretty much religiously the, the Incredible Hulk. Friday nights. Yep. And, and Dukes of Hazard was on too. Friday nights was a big night for our family. Dukes of Hazard, Incredible Hulk. So I just I remember just seeing uh, you know the Hulk just get angry and punch his hand through the through glass. So my mother wouldn't give me a Reese's peanut butter. She gave me one Reese's peanut butter cup. There's two in the package. I said I want the other one. She's like, nope, you gotta eat dinner first. So I said, well, if Lou can do this, so can I. And I just punched my hand. <laughs> through the window then i had to go to the hospital so yeah you cut an artery lou, you almost yeah, died yeah yeah i told lou that story he looked uh, horrified I, <laughs> and then his wife goes well, you know it's all make-believe now right i said yeah i think so <laughs> i think so i so, mean uh, i was obsessed with that show it's it was we we kind of had this uh, un, unwritten rule that you know, you got Spider-Man stuff and I got Hulk stuff. Overall, when Underoos came out, you got the Spider-Man Underoos. I got the Hulk Underoos. You had the utility bolts. You got a Spider-Man one. I got a Hulk one. I love those. I got the Hulk in the Rage Cage in 1980. I remember getting so excited about that. I had the big Hulk Mego doll, the little Hulk Mego doll. I had the Hulk pump up muscles. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I had mean, to rebuy that. Yeah. I mean, to me, it was just, I loved Lou Ferrigno as the Hulk. I absolutely loved him. And, like, that's the first time I ever saw anybody that big before, that muscular yeah. before. We didn't watch wrestling as at at that point yet. Yeah. I mean, so, so yeah, this, 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 this is, this is to, to say that, and this was, this movie has something to do with Lou Ferrigno being cast as the Hulk. So if you're a fan of genre, fantasy science fiction this is a movie you have to watch to see without this movie hollywood would would not the, these guys arnold especially arnold and lou others would be in movies too but arnold and lou were on the scopes of hollywood because of this documentary yes so now the film it has it's <clears throat> arnold arnold schwarzenegger and lou ferrigno face off in a no holds bar competition for the title of mr olympia and this because of this, it originally made Schwarzenegger a household name, and then later Lou. Yes. But like right off yes. the yeah, so it started really right off the bat with that. Um, so now it was directed by George Butler and Robert Fiore. Butler's worked on other documentaries, uh, another one being Pumping Iron to the Women, and you never saw this, correct? Never saw it. Zero never interest. I, I now I'm kind of interested in seeing this now. Uh, Fiore did mostly camera and lighting in such films as Commando, Weird Science, and Nayar's favorite, Meatballs, too. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and the documentary is based on the book Pumping Iron, written by George Butler and Charles Gaines. Uh, there's a lot of bodybuilders, obviously, in Pumping Iron, but there's the two main stars we mentioned. We're going to go uh, talk more about them and then a few other people. 
So Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, we know him. Uh, tons and tons of films. Uh, Nayar's favorites being Scavenger Hunt, Conan the Barbarian, Terminator, and Total Recall. Would you say mm-hmm. that? Uh, those are some of those. Uh... Oh, especially Scavenger Hunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. So in the film, Arnold is Mr. Olympia for the past five years. He's 28 years old, is billed at six foot two, 240 pounds. Then we have Lou Ferrigno, uh, obviously Incredible Hulk television series, what we first saw him as we're talking about, uh, Celebrity Apprentice, and Star Trek Continues, right? Have you really enjoyed him in that? He's great. A lot of people, and he, and Lou is very proud of that. We'll get into it later, but Star, he, he was in Star Trek Continues. He played an incredible role there. So now they introduce Lou as a sheet metal worker, 24, 24 years old, six foot five, two hundred seventy five pounds, largest bodybuilder ever. Lives in Brooklyn with his parents, and like you're saying, it's kind of different now. But in that time frame, it seems like you didn't see that many big people that size, like you, you did now. You did not. Correct. Uh, you gotta figure at that time, yeah, six foot two was really tall. If you saw someone six foot two back then, now there's I mean, six foot two is tall, but it's not huge. Yes. Yep. Lou is huge. Yes. Yeah, we've both yep. met Lou in real life. And even as an old man, this guy is a big dude. Yeah, you you figure like, oh, he's older now. He's not as big. He's yeah. The first thing that, that shocked me is like, oh, he's way taller than I expected. And he's way still taller. He's yeah. still, his chest is still huge. The guy still works yeah. out. So, yeah. Sure does. It's harder when you get older. Oh, yeah. So um, both Lou and Arnold were in Hercules films. Arnold was in Hercules in New York in 1970, and Lou in Hercules from 1983. I thought that was just a fun fact to throw in. Another great character is uh, Maggie Ferrigno, Lou's father. You loved him, right, Nair? Very entertaining. Uh, And then another person we're going to talk about later, but we'll introduce him, Mike Katz. 31 years old, six foot one, 240 pounds. One of the top amateurs in the world lives in North Brantford, Connecticut, and is a school teacher, which is like a mile down the road for me. And they yeah. and I were children. We thought this was a, a huge deal. He was a local celebrity. If you lived in yeah. in Hamden, New Haven, East Haven, you 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 saw him going around. Yeah, yeah around town. A lot a lot of people don't realize this. We lived not too far from the headquarters in Stanford, Connecticut of WWF. So there's a reason why that they were bodybuilders, weightlifters, wrestlers around town in the town we lived in. We lived uh, the same town as The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, the Samoans. I mean, they were they were locals to us. The, the yeah. bodybuilding community was big in Southern Connecticut. Be- Partially, partially because of of the WWF and because of Mike Katz Gym, and we'll talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So the soundtrack, uh, the music. Oh wait, Michael. wait, don't forget, don't what's, forget. What's that? Fr- fr- uh, Francisco Colombo. Oh yeah, yeah, well. yes, yes. I'm very. But that's you are right. Francisco Colombo. Uh, what was he? He was in. Uh, he's in Terminator. Uh, he's in Conan he's the in Barbarian. Conan. Yeah, He's because of this right. movie, Arnold Arnold helped him piggyback to to get some screen time. He really, Arnold really wanted to get these guys in Pumping Iron mainstream success in movies. Yeah, he was naked in Terminator, correct? <laughs> oh, you <laughs> paid more attention to that than I did. I don't know. <laughs> so now the the music is by Michael Small, uh, who also worked on Stepford Wives and Marathon Man. 
Uh, and the song Pumping Iron is sung by Joey Ward. Ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> it's very, very 70s very funky 70s. music. Very 70s. So, you, uh, could, you could have put that into a theme song to an adult movie. It's just weird. So some of the quotes I took note of that I thought were hilarious. Uh, when Arnold describes the pump, I know that's, is that your favorite line? It's my favorite line. Oh, my wife and I were laughing when that came on. Yeah, she thought that was hysterical. It says, your muscles, this guy getting air blown into your muscles, fantastic. It's, it's just as satisfying as coming. Better than coming. <laughs> okay. You say so, so now, Arnold. So now, if you haven't seen the film, pause this now, then rewatch it. We don't want to spoil it for you, right, Ryan? It's, it's a 40-year-old movie. If you, have, if you haven't watched a 40-year-old movie by this point, shame on you. That's your no. problem, not mine. Not, not true. You just watched Saturn three the other day, so. <laughs> so, well, if you want to see, okay, you're talking about the uh, Franco Colombo being naked. If you want to see an old man wrestling naked, watch Saturn three. That is one of the weirdest science fiction movies I've seen right. in a long time. All right, definitely got to watch that now. So, that's that line is obviously one of the more famous quotes. I'd say uh, another great one when a reporter is asking Arnold if drinking milk is part of his diet, and he says. I don't drink milk. Milk is for babies. I drink beer. The funny thing is, our father never drank milk either. He always thought, he's like, no, kids kids drink milk. When when have you ever seen an adult <laughs> drink milk? I think like at, before there was that milk mustache ad. That was the the mentality of of adults. Is why in the world would I ever want to drink milk? Yes, I, I think that was just something of that of that time period. Yeah. Uh, another great lamb. Maddie Ferrigno uh, impersonating son. Gee, Dad, he's big. When Lou saw Arnold in person, (laughs) (laughs) I just thought like him impersonating his son was hilarious. Really, I mean, Maddie Ferrigno. You realize he's a character in himself. Oh yeah, yeah, he's very, very comical. The guy, and sometimes unintentionally, I think, right? Just the way he is, the interactions he has with that. And 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 you realize that how. Matty Ferrigno, that's Lou Ferrigno's father, was there constantly trying to encourage his son. And you look at the exact opposite of Arnold's, you don't see his family there, nothing. Um, so it's nice to see the family support. You even got to see the the Lou Ferrigno's household, what it was like. Yeah. Him sitting at the dinner table. And just that is one of the scenes where you realize how huge Luke is. Uh, uh, Lou is when, when he's just sitting at a normal sized table. Look, yeah, houses there's... houses back then, I tried to tell a lot of people, almost every kid shared a bedroom. Houses were smaller. It, it just it, People didn't have a lot of things yes. 40, yeah, 50 yeah. years ago. You see this tiny Brooklyn apartment, this huge guy in it, it, it just magnifies his enormity. Oh, yeah, definitely. And he, tra- he can't even find clothes that fits him. He's so big. Of course like, not. It's not like it is now. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you bought what was on the rack in a, in, in a department store, and that's it. I mean, this guy's. It, it was it was really interesting, this movie, to see the real lives and what they have to go through. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Definitely interesting behind the scenes. Uh, yeah. Another great, great line on Lou's working out with his dad, instructing him how to pose. He goes, boom, look at this hunk of a man. (laughs) 
I mean, some some of the lines were kind of uncomfortable and awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want my dad to say that to me. I'm like, yeah, you better t- 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 turn the camera off. Cut, t- stop it. <laughs> so uh, another uh, when Arnold explains how he'll mix up Lou and you know, how he'll be able to win because of this, uh, he goes, "But well, you can't do that to Franco." And he explains, "Franco is a child, and I'm his father." <laughs> yeah, Arnold. But, but, Arnold did admit that he did make up some stories for this movie because just for the sake of drama. And yes. they needed they needed some sort of contention. So he was the bad guy. He did yeah, say he some things. You look guys back. posing. If it was just guys posing, he would say, "All right, this is it. I'm it's done boring. after ten minutes." Right? It's boring. But that's one of the things that Hollywood looked at how Arnold acted, and he, he really was acting in here, and he's got potential. He he yes. does have he does have that. You know, he when he's on the screen, you pay attention. He's, got this he's charisma, very entertaining. Right? He's, he's yeah, he's very, very much so. Yeah, and it's not just because oh, because of his look. No, there's a bunch of guys that are huge and muscular in the film, but they're not. You don't grab. They're boring. They're boring. Arnold, Arnold, and Lou in their own rights are very interesting people. For different reasons. Yes. Yeah. They show how different they are, too. Yeah. You know, which is interesting. You like you like Lou because he's more like just like a humble, nice guy. Right. Yes. You know, and he's deaf. Oh, my God. You know, you hear that story and you're just from from a little kid. I heard that story just like you. You just want to hug him then. Yeah. Whereas whereas Arnold, you want to kill him after watching this movie. Well, he's very arrogant. And then we find out later, like, okay, well, he's hamming it up. But yeah, when you watch, it's like, gee, boy, he's kind of a prick, right? The way he's talking. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Horrible. Yeah. But you're right about Lou. Uh, with the hearing because when we're kids we heard this it's kind of like that's a motivational thing you're like wow this guy has this impairment but he still he didn't like use that as an excuse oh well i can't do anything no he still persevered right he still worked hard absolutely totally Mm -hmm. uh favorite scenes uh i want to start from the beginning i really got a kick out of arnold's when he goes uh uh, the men and win, women's prison posing, and he kisses a woman that takes off his shirt for him. But uh-huh. He asked her to take off the shirt. If you remember that well, I don't yeah, know if he yeah, do. Yeah. And, and he's saying she probably hasn't been kissed for years. And then a male <laughs> topic goes, "Hey, give me a kiss." Yeah, I heard about some of you guys. And <laughs> <laughs> that scene, like, I don't know. I was like dying. Then they, then they interview. You never have that topic. in a modern day movie. Oh no, no, no. Their mind, it would be canceled. They just go bananas over just something simple like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just joking around. Oh, yeah, then the yeah. convicts yeah. are like enamored yeah. by Arnold when the interview <laughs> talks. And he goes, "What do you think of him?" Oh, I never saw a guy that big. He's big all around. <laughs> uh, it, again, you have to look at the time period. Whereas steroids were just starting to be a thing. I mean, previous to this, it was Charles Atlas. We would yes. read comics and see Charles Atlas. I mean, Charles Atlas, he's in good shape, but there's nothing about him. We go, oh, my God, that's huge. Yeah. This is the yeah. point from the mid-70s on, these guys were getting jacked up. It, it was a whole different was ball legal, game. Too, correct? At the time, I believe Absolutely everything was still it was. legal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then we introduced another character, uh, Ken Waller. Uh, Ken isn't impressed with Mike Katz. He's going to mess with Mike Katz and hide his clothes in the competition to, to mess with his head. Uh, uh-huh. 
then they show Mike looking for his blue shirt behind mm-hmm. the stage. What did you think yep. about this? They are ridiculous. I, like, I think it's mean. Yeah, and you find out that's one of the things that they they added just to add drama to the movie. That um, you know, Ken is not really a bad guy. They they they're professionals. They cooperate. They don't do stupid middle school antics like that. Yeah, yeah. I I, I uh, thought it was I thought it was silly, but we're introduced to Mike Katz, and that that's where it hits home for us. Yeah. So now it says now Mike Katz he, he Mike uh, talks about winning uh, Mister Connecticut, Mister America, and he's trying to win Mister Universe, uh-huh. and uh, he wins fourth place in the film, mm-hmm. and then Ken does win uh, first place. Mm-hmm. So. Mike doesn't seem really too happy. So, um, what else uh, do you want to talk about? Well, we can talk about later about Mike Cass. We'll get more into that. Right. Um, but now, another scene with uh, Lou uh, I thought was interesting where they show him. Again, this is the 70s. Was this filmed in 1975, I believe? It was released yep. in 77. That's right. So, yeah. it shows Lou working out in gym in New York. And... It's just nothing like the gyms of today, right? How tiny this gym is. It looks like someone's basement. It's almost laughable. And they zoom in on one guy. It's like, for whatever reason, this out-of-shape guy working out. I just thought it was very odd. Everyone has to – yeah, everyone's got to start. I'm sure that people – bodybuilders look at me the same way when I go to the Y. Me and my fat ass. You you don't start off – you don't start off jacked up immediately, yep. right? You have to start. Mm-hmm. I just thought it was just odd. They're zooming in on this guy. They just like partially show Lou. And they just it's like almost like the reaction of this guy looking at Lou working out. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure, uh, you know, when we were kids, we went to. We'll talk about it later. Gold's Gym. You have well, you go from the ridiculous to the sublime. And they were showing a contrast. I think that scene was good to show yeah, the contrast. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't tell what the director was trying to get out of it. It was just kind of odd the way it was shot. <laughs> I really couldn't. Like, it was really just kind of confusing, like, the way it was done. Mm-hmm. So, um, what else do we do? I want to talk about, uh, oh, Arnold, this was really, really strange. When he talks about the prank he pulled, he's talking to an interviewer about giving someone advice on working out. You scream when you pose. <laughs> I want to know if that was a real story or not. When he's, you know, because that was a very. It's, Arnold said he spent two hours on this prank for the Mister Munich contest. I mean, would he really go all out for two hours to tell this guy every time you you do a, you know, right? Ah! Very strange, but uh, we have to find out now if that was one of the made-up stories, right? Yeah. Um, I so then Arnold says that he's he does win and is retiring from competition and he wears well, we have to get one of these shirts for you. Arnold is numero uno. Yeah, I'm gonna get up. a shirt that says Nayar is numero uno. And he's smoking. Is he smoking a doobie in this? Nayar yes. <laughs> looks yeah. like he's and he's eating and drinking. And they sing Happy Birthday to Lou. Uh, Lou just like you could tell he's just kind of like shy and doesn't even want to be around like this whole big production, right? It just he just, he just wants his cake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting. So this is a uh, film in di- several different locations. Uh, your Worldwide, favorite. it's like a James Bond movie. It's all over yeah. the world. <laughs> yes, yeah. You know, I mean, South they took Africa. a lot of time flying these guys everywhere. 
Yes, yeah, yeah. For a documentary, that time period to go all out like that. Usually uh, they're on a strict budget. This one seems yeah. like everywhere. Yeah, South Africa, Gold's Gym in uh, Los Angeles. Uh, Italy. Islands. Yes, yeah, that was one of your favorite scenes, right, with Franco Colombo in Italy? Love Franco Colombo. He's fantastic. The guy picks up a car. <laughs> he's, you know, he's on the smaller side, too, but he's just a powerhouse. Yeah, and I mean, he's if probably like what, to five Italy four before, that, but he's like the, jacked. Man, this guy, like, yeah, this guy is built up. How, how tall is he? I'm guessing maybe five four. I mean, he looks very say, short. But I'm saying yeah. he's in a different weight class. And um, he won. He's first place in his. Yeah, he should. If yeah. you've ever been to Italy before, you've been to Europe before. Europe is very different than the United States in that every single vehicle is small. Nobody has pickup trucks. Nobody has large cars. Everything is small. So he takes one of these small. It's not a smart car. It's not that small. But I mean, he takes like a Volvo or something, and he picks up the rear end of it. I mean, it's just, uh, just in the street, just helping someone on the street. If this is, I can't imagine being a passerby and see someone pick up the back end of a car. <laughs> like you do something like that. It's pretty amazing. It's a whole different circumstance than lifting weights. That's like that's like practical m- muscle building right there. Oh yeah. So, so I like uh, that. That it showed. I like that it showed glimpses of people's real lives in their homes and in their communities too. Yeah, yeah. So it showed him in Italy, you know, Lou uh, in New York. Yeah. So that was that was that was definitely uh, great to see that. Uh, and you did enjoy. Uh, this was also shot. In Holyoke, Massachusetts, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. where we would go as children to Mountain Park. In Mountain Park, uh, one of the scenes was shot. It was a great park. And the reason why we went there so often is why. Uh, you could fill a car up with as many people as you could possibly do, and it's only $6 admission for an amusement so, park. So we had this, this – my parents were friends with this family. They had six kids. There are four boys and two girls. So it was just all boys. It was just my father took all four of the boys, me and you, and packed us in a car. It was a Dodge Dart, so it was a small car. And we're goofing off, going to Magic Mountain, Magic Park. And we're hitting each other, wrestling and everything. I remember going up there, and I was sitting next to my father in the front seat because they had bench seats. And I, by accident hit the car into neutral on the highway <laughs> and my father's screaming going the car's not going uh he's like think about it you're hitting the gas pedal and you're on the highway and the car's not going he figures that it's me hitting the car in neutral and he just wailed on me i mean he just went but ballistic because <laughs> and everybody's still singing 100 bottles of beer on the wall and he made me shut up but that was my punishment i wasn't able to sing and so yeah that's 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 my memory going that's- to Mountain Park is what Mountain it was Park. Called. Yeah. 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 I want to know. Uh, if it, it was Bay a great. Com- it was a great amusement park, and to know that they had bodybuilding competitions there kind of made it yeah. even more neat. Yeah. Yeah. East Coast Bodybuilding Championship, and their clam bake yep. pavilion is where they had it. So I wonder if that was going on while we were there, and we weren't paying attention. That's the question, right? I remember they had an arcade there when we went, and that was like a big, okay. big. It was there was during the height of the video game craze. Yeah. So, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yep. Now, uh, this is where we'll talk a little bit about the local stuff. Now, 
your first viewing experience. We both, I can guarantee you, right? We both saw this at the same time. From the uh, same middle school, hand in middle school, and the middle school. Uh, yeah. what year? Eighty-seven or eighty-eight? Right around that time period. Yeah, it's a six, a seven for me, probably. Yep. So you want to tell everyone why this, how we remember this? And we were never introduced to this film until we saw this one star in the film, correct? So Mike Katz, who was in the film, he gave a presentation about anti-drugs at the local middle school. So in the film, it says Mike Katz. Frankfort, Connecticut. Frankfort's on like two towns, three towns away from from Hamden, and Mike actually had a gym in Hamden, not far from the middle school, not far from where we lived. It was walking distance from where we lived, actually. Uh, our aunt and uncle owned a liquor store, and behind the liquor store, the next street over, was Mike Katz's gym. And so this was the funny thing is this is the height of Hulkamania. Mike Katz is balding in front, has long bleach blonde hair, and at this time in the mid '80s, he ended up growing a handlebar mustache. Yes. So you look at him and you're like, "Oh my God, is that like at first glance, like is Hulk Hogan coming to our school?" <laughs> <laughs> right? Did you think that too? Yeah, it was the first thing I'm thinking of. I was like, wow, Hulk Hogan. I never saw Hulk Hogan in a, in a three-piece suit before. What's what he yeah. doing? But the thing is, this guy is way more pumped up in the chest than Hulk Hogan is. I remember my dad saying that he's like, this guy's built like a tank. And like you realize his chest is just so ridiculously huge. That's the thing that stood out. It's like... It this guy like, could right. not fit in a suit. And it's, it's yeah. not that... It's just, it's physically so the profile impossible. of him. It's it's like what, like three feet, right, of his chest sticking out, like how absolutely. Huge, like, he looks was, like yeah. a Rob. He looks like a Rob Liefeld character <laughs> as Captain America. Rob Liefeld's artwork. Google is Captain, Captain America. America, Rob Liefeld, and then you'll see. My God, this guy is just. He just must be able to bench press a truck. Uh, he yeah. just he never misses chest day ever. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. And that's so one of the things that you learn about the movie is bodybuilding is different than weightlifting. It's not about how much you can lift. It's about sculpting and proportion. Yeah. And that's why Arnold is just absolutely beautiful. Lou, beautiful. Mike is just, just big. I mean, he, I don't think he, he could ever get first place because he doesn't have the sculpted proportions. I mean, he's, he's a great bodybuilder. But his chest is just so ginormous. Oh, yeah. And then, uh, so now we could talk about, so you want to talk more about us going to, at the time, it was what, World Gym East. Is so so wait, wait, wait. So when you saw him at middle school, did he yes. say anything crazy to your audience? Because it was a big anti-drug thing. Uh, no, I mean, I honestly just, I remember when they said. But at uh, the time, steroids was legal. Was it, was it still legal at that time frame in uh, 87? It might not have been. Might, that might that. have been the area when it was scaling off, because I think it was okay. like the late 80s is when they started really coming down. Okay. So, so it, might have uh, been that, it might have been in that questionable phase. Yes, I just remember opening up. Uh, he, he had this briefcase opened up with all these different, supposed to be uh, these... <laughs> 
fake, you know, these mock drugs. They weren't the real yes. ones, but he'd show you all different types of pills. These are this. This is fake heroin. This is fake cocaine. You know, this is all. This isn't, you know, telling you to avoid all this stuff. And, yep. And, and the funny thing is, like, we were never kids that got into drugs. We had so many hobbies. Like, anytime I was like, man, I don't want to smoke. I, I want I want money for a comic book. You know, I want money for an action figure. I want, like... Yeah, yeah, and this is why it's it's been taking me forever to get an air on this podcast because I keep trying to get him on. He goes, "I'm busy. I'm doing this. I'm I'm gaming tonight. I'm reading comic books." And I said, "Well, you don't have time for this." And notice response to me was, "It's called living life." You don't realize yeah. how many hobbies I have. Correct. <laughs> I've got a lot yeah. of hobbies. So, it is yeah, living going life. To conventions. I'm... Every time I try and. Yep, I'm busy. I'm doing this. So finally, this sculpting. Was I'm painting. Yeah, I got a yeah, lot so, of hobbies. So well, my wife and I both that. have hobbies together. That's the thing. Yeah. So, so thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to finally Absolutely. record. Absolutely. Six months is... to finally do this, but we finally got you on. Remember, our father so said he. I goes. I don't understand all these because he was a sports guy. I don't understand going to comic stores. I don't understand going to Star Trek conventions. But it kept you kids out of drugs. That's all I care about. And it, it, <laughs> So there's true. You you spend all your money on all this crap we got in our house. You have no money for drugs. <laughs> yes, very true. So um, so my cats. Then we then we got a little bit older, right? And so we're like, all right, but we're gonna start working out. Maybe maybe we're gonna look like Arnold and Lou, right? Is that what we thought uh, was gonna happen? Oh, and, and you got to figure out now. Now I'm fat now. But when I was a kid, I used to have to take weight gain because I was so skinny. I mean, you, yeah, you had like a Sean Penn type body, right? Was my rib cage? You could, you, you could like rip my rib cage and like make sounds out of it because I was like, I was so, I would sometimes eat one meal a day. What? Because I felt that eating, buying food was a waste of money, and stopping to eat was a waste of time. Because I was oh. always, I just, I had so many hobbies. I don't got time to sit down. It's, yeah, and I was, and I was the opposite. I was definitely not skinny, right? I was more of the bulk. I mean, no, no, you're. I mean, you're a little. You, yeah, you, you, you're a little on the chubbier side. But I mean, like, I was just so ridiculously active. I was constantly skateboarding, constantly on my bike. You know, yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I was an, I was an outside kid a lot. So I'm, yeah. that, that was just, just one of the things. So, I, so for me. I definitely, you know, I was like, oh man, I love Lou Ferrigno. I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like maybe, maybe I could, I could do something like this. So we went to Gold's Gym, right? Oh, world, no, World Gym. World's Gym. World's, World's Gym. Gym. That's what it was called. Yeah, yeah World's Gym. Which was uh, at that time period a very, very big deal because, like you said before about the WWF headquarters, they would all come. A lot of the wrestlers, New Haven Coliseum, was what. 10 minute drive from there that's right they would all that's right come to that gym when they're in the area this was yes this was the gym to go to if you want to see professional wrestlers they you look at all the pictures on the wall and it was just all iron chic just go down the name nikolai volkov anybody who was a wrestler in the 80s went to this gym because it was really close to new haven coliseum they wanted to get pumped up before they fought and because of rocky johnson you know, at the time, um, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, is only one year older than me. So, or let's say, no, I think he's two years older than me. So when I went to middle school, he had just gotten out of middle school. And so, I mean, these are, you had these, you had such ties to not only Mike Katz, the bodybuilder, and all his in his community, but the wrestling community as well. 
I mean, this yeah. this was a hot spot gym for celebrities. Yeah, so we went. I think, in there. I think consider this in a town like Hamden, Connecticut, that ninety nine percent of the population has never heard of. It's pretty amazing. It is, yeah. Especially that was a big deal to us. We're like, wow, we had no idea. Then we found out that Tony Garee, another wrestler, did That's you know right. that he lived in Hamden for years? That's right. That was, yep. Yep. He, he also would go there all the time. So we went there, Nair and I, to go sign up for membership. And yep. Mike wasn't there, but his brother Bob was there to sign us up for a membership. Another big dude, though. They both were big. And do you remember this uh, <laughs> when we went there to sign the paperwork, right? All the to yep. sign all the contracts and everything. You remember? <laughs> so well, I was just enamored at. They had this poster of Lou Ferrigno, and they had green light on Lou. So it was just imagine Lou shirtless with a green spotlight on him and it said the incredible lou ferrigno and i was just staring gotta, at it yes because they got away staring with at it. it in awe i was like Damn, man, that's, that's, it's the incredible it's the incredible hulk but it's the incredible lou ferrigno and then it had hulk, it had signed pictures of hulk hogan at the gym i mean it's just everybody i was looking looking at this wall of fame just like oh this is so awesome and so the guy's trying to get my information and he sees, you know, he's trying to, you know, what's your name, what's your address, all this stuff. And then sees that I'm distracted. <laughs> I'm looking at all these posters and pictures. He goes, where do you work? And what did I say? Ryan's like, he's zoning out looking. He goes, oh, excuse me, where do you work? Stop and chop. And he's like flipped out. <laughs> he's I'm like, man, this, this, this where I work uh, has nothing to do with me paying you. I'm looking <laughs> at these amazing wrestlers. Yes. And for whatever reason, yeah. I thought that was so funny. It's funny you just mentioned that because he used to sign those posters too. And it's because like this, you laugh at it that at the time as a kid, you're not thinking. As an adult, you're like, okay, this is how Lou's avoiding copyright issues. He's not saying Incredible Hulk. Absolutely. Not, I'm, in, I'm not putting paint on me. I'm just yeah. being spotlighted with a green light. Yeah, it just happens to be green. And yeah, with Hulk Hogan. Now, Hulk Hogan, uh, he actually used to live in West Haven. Uh, when he first so crazy to moved uh, to Connecticut. So that's probably so that wasn't too far away from him also to go there. Nope. So, yeah, no, it was definitely really, really interesting, though, when you all the ties to the, the wrestlers, the bodybuilders. So when you watch this movie, to us, it's definitely a, it's a cool thing to see all that. Yes. And even yep. if not, you see just the beginning of the career, the, the start of Lou Ferrigno and uh, – Arnold Schwarzenegger and a little bit of Frank Colombo too. We see him a little bit. Yes, yeah. Right, his career too. So that was really, I, I thought it was, it really was interesting when you brought this up to me at first. I'm like, well, all right. Then I watch it and you explain it to me. I'm like, okay, that makes sense now. And it really, really is a very important film. It's you extremely look important because um, Arnold was originally approached to be the Incredible Hulk on the TV show. And Arnold just really wasn't geared towards a a regular weekly series like that. And he said, well, check out my friend Lou. That's what I think that Arnold's a good actor because you think he's a bad guy in, in this quote-unquote documentary. He, he recommended Lou to be the Incredible Hulk. And then, obviously, this, this movie was a showcase to everyone in Hollywood – of the the world of bodybuilding and they said oh yeah we could use this guy and and you look back at that now saying i can't imagine arnold being the hulk lou is the the best hulk ever 
And I can't imagine is, anyone else. You're right. Well, they did try to get before Lou. They tried to get Richard Keel. That's right. That's right. And again, that, Jaws, but that they, got, they said, okay, he's tall, but he's not muscular enough. He's, you know, he's yes. not, you know, he doesn't have. So that's when I think they came to Arnold. Then Arnold said, no, let's yes. get Lou. So yes. they needed, they realized, okay, you can't just be tall and be, you know, have a, you have to have a really, really impressive frame. To, to yeah, and size. I mean, just, yeah. just, man, just Lou is just big. Yeah, no, it definitely. I, it's, it's crazy. Like I said, we both seen him in person, and it doesn't really hit you until you see him in person. And, and then you know, you look at this movie. Arnold went on to Conan, and then the producers were able to look at this documentary, and, and Arnold's saying, "Hey, this is my friend Franco. He should be part of this too." It's yeah. like yep. there's a lot that's your resume, from basically, this movie. right? There's a resume for. Uh... Yeah, it is. It is, yes. and and this is the movie. You have to watch this movie as a, a snapshot of what gyms were like pre-Arnold and Lou and post-Arnold and Lou, because pre-Arnold and Lou, they look. It just looked like someone's basement. You can't believe that. It it, it kind of looked. It's just so Arnold small. The and, bigger one, but even still, in the even the, the bigger it was just gym, like none of so, them were. Yeah. Once the bodybuilding craze went forward and became, this helped the bodybuilding craze go mainstream, and not even just bodybuilding, but fitness. And Arnold Arnold talked about it all the time. You don't have to be Mr. Universe. You don't have to be. Just get more fit. To this yeah. day, he talks about health and nutrition, about about diet. You know what, what your intake, what your nu- nutritional program is, and Lou does the same thing. We we see Lou, I'd say almost once a year, if not every other year, because he still does so many conventions, and yeah. Lou is constantly talking about and encouraging, because just you don't have to be the best, just be better than what you were yesterday. Just tweak your nutrition program. So they yes. they both live the life that that they have fifty years ago. Yeah, it's funny you, you, when you say that, but the the growth of uh, the change of everything throughout the years with the nutrition. Back uh, in the past, if you wanted to get protein powder, you'd have to go to a special place. You had to go to GNC. Now you could just walk into a grocery store and get it. All the stuff is easily accessible. And when I was now. on that weight gain stuff, we have to go to GNC. You could go anywhere yeah. now and get that. Yep, totally. That's what I like about these guys in real life is that this movie spurred their careers, but they really care about just average, ordinary, everyday people, and trying to trying to make your life better with just tweaking your nutrition, tweaking tweaking your exercise program to to reasonable amounts. And and this movie yeah. is inspiring. If if you find Rocky movies inspiring, watch this one too. So now, a scale of one to five, one being excrement. Five being excellent, excellent. How many, uh, how many uh, curls would you give pumping iron? Pearls. Um, curls. No, not pearls. Oh, cur- oh, oh, like pearls, pearls. Like pearls of wisdom. Okay. Um, <laughs> pearl necklace. Um, I mean, I, I don't think I give any movie a to get a five. You pretty much have to be Wizard of Oz. But uh, so I'd say this. This is. I mean, it's. This is the type of movie, if you like genre, action, and science fiction movies, this is the true root 
of it all. I, I, it's, it's high. I mean, I've, wa- I've rewatched it numerous times. I've given it a four, three to four. Yeah, yeah it, I would, It's great. I, I was gonna say before three point five, and then once you explained it to me more, it kind of hit me like, you know, you're right. This really is more important because it is like the the starting grounds for these guys. So I'm gonna give it a four for that reason. Yeah. Especially and, if you love the Conan movies, if you love Terminator movies, this there's all ties, connections to, to this. If this movie did not come out, those movies would not be produced. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. And just Arnold is if you're an Arnold fan and you've seen every other Arnold film and you're like, ah, well, this is a documentary. I'm going to skip it. No, no. Watch it. You're, it's very, very entertaining. You agree? Oh, yeah. And and my wife who is not so much of a bodybuilding fan she watched this movie and she found it entertaining she's like and and learned something about because she loves science fiction and action films and you're gonna walk away learning something yeah oh i agree with you all right nay i want to tell everyone uh more about your podcast and where to find you all right, we are Star Podlog, and we're based off the Starlog magazines. We are magazine collectors. I mean, it's it's funny. You made me go through. We obviously we collect Starlog magazine. That was our internet in the '70s and '80s. But I also collect a lot of Arnold Schwarzenegger magazines too. So anything with muscle and fitness, all the ones that that showed Arnold during the Conan the Barbarian era that I absolutely love as well. And so we talk about. A lot of classic magazines and contents and science fiction, fantasy, things from the 70s and 80s on our podcast. And we're available anywhere you find podcasts and join our Facebook group on if you look up Starpod Log. A lot of uh, a lot of goofiness going on there. Yes. Yeah. No, no it's always fun. I, I always enjoy listening to it. Yeah. You And actually, you got you got a uh, banned comment. Someone reported one of your comments there. I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh when i say there's a lot of nonsense on the star pod lodge facebook group that it's, it's it truly is <laughs> all right all right uh thank you for coming on uh definitely want you to come back again i had fun talking to you all right live long and prosper nanu nanu to see photos and links about each subject we discuss in each episode, please go to anchor.fm slash shocking things. That has all of our episodes and links to our social media, as well as a link to the shocking things store.